Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. You are live on Friday, October 14th for the Wrestling Inc. podcast after SmackDown and Rampage. And this won't be the first time in the next seven days we see WWE and AEW on the same night. But we'll get more into that later on in the show. I am Alfred Kunawa here with Wrestling Inc. Joined by a returning champion, NYC Demon Diva. Glenn is on assignment. Issa, what's going on? Not much. I'm excited to talk. Was good, there was some good stuff tonight, and then there was Rampage. <laughs> that kind of seems to be a theme uh, based on the slotting of these two shows. But, yeah, we'll get into both shows. Uh, some stuff happened, of course. It was a big return from Bray Wyatt that we will discuss. Before we even get into the news, I know that's the big story on everybody's mind, so we might as well just dive right into it. What were your initial thoughts on the return of Bray Wyatt, how they rolled it out? How did you like it, Issa? Uh, what they did tonight was special and very, very surprising. Um, like I, I wasn't expecting it, and I just really, really enjoyed it. I, 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 I don't know. I'm a big Bray Wyatt fan, so it's very hard for me to be critical. But everything that they've done, the way they handled this return, has just been done. It's been executed to perfection. There's nothing that I would change at this point. Yes, I do think that the production values have been great with Bray Wyatt. It is. Awesome to see him back. I did enjoy his new theme music, which I've been looking for the title uh, of it. I, I haven't liked been able it to find a lot. It quite yet. Yeah, like but it's very good. It did. It but I'm gonna have him. to get but I'm gonna have to get used to it. Absolutely. Because the thing is, he's two for two now with theme music because he had what I believe is one of the all-time great theme songs. Three for three original. Yeah, and now three for three, obviously. But I yeah. mean, coming into it, he already had two what I thought were bangers of theme songs. Yeah. And then now he changes it up again. It's more fast paced. You know, we're kind of used to a slower pace with Bray, but it's more fast paced and it does slap. It's got like, it yeah, has a Linkin Park Slipknot type feel. And I know he's a big fan of Slipknot, but I don't know who sings the song, but I was very much interested in it. Yeah, it was it was very, very good. I just remember when The Fiend made his first entrance, that whole moment, it's one of my favorite Bray Wyatt moments. And then once it clicks on you that it's like a remix or like a, like a, hardcore version of his old theme song he just kind of talks in the fields but this is if this is going to be a whole different gimmick a whole different bray wyatt i'm here for changing everything about you know about the presentation as far as the entrance music goes it was very good i was i was doing the same thing while watching rampage i'm like on twitter trying to figure out did they put out this song because i really need to check it out like on its own yeah and it looks like it's going to be very involved i hope this is something that takes time because with bray wyatt whether or not it's good it might be great it might be something that we're shitting on in three months either way all i care about with this angle is that they take their time and they don't pull the rug from under him because to bray's credit with the fiend there were a couple of times where he was on his way to becoming something very interesting and compelling only for them to pull the rug from under him because of last minute changes and i just hope with this director of longtime creative and the story that they began tonight that we'll talk about that they do seem to be peeling back the layers I'm glad that they're at least taking their time because I think that's all he needs. 
Yeah, and I'm glad to say that I have high hopes. I'm creative right now. Everything in WWE feels like anything is possible. You feel positive about the way things are going. So I'm 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 very positive looking forward to what they do with Bray Wyatt. I felt that way, you know, when I first saw the present. The Firefly Funhouse segments were like my most favorite thing ever. I thought he was killing it. And then we have whoa. Oh, what? Whoa. Are you, oh. you here today? What? I'm out what? next week. Oh, oh. I'm so, I thought it was this week. I thought it was uh, Friday to oh, Tuesday. Jesus oh, my Christ. goodness. Tonight, oh, my God. I'm falling asleep here. <laughs> We're on the air. <laughs> We're gone. on the air. <laughs> that is amazing. Live television, ladies and gentlemen. This is live broadcasting. Uh, Glenn, what did you think about Bray Wyatt's return now that we have you here? <laughs> Hell of a segment. Yeah. Feel bad that uh, Rampage had to follow that. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, very good uh, point. We, 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 your... we, were, we don't know dates. Okay, that's all, chat. Chill, chill. We don't, we, me and Alfred. I can't believe I could have skipped to tonight. Date. I, okay, so I am like sitting here sipping an energy drink. I've that's got my uh, Amazon brand, Salino, Salimo, white energy, oh. uh, which I'll just let you, let your imaginations run wild as to white, what white energy tastes like. Is there an African American energy flavor to this? Uh, they have, I think they have like a silver and a red. Uh, I don't, I don't know all the colors, but uh, Alfred, if you were here, I would give you a sip of my white energy. <laughs> I'd love your white energy. Pause. Quick. Oh, it's great to see Glenn. Oh my goodness, this is the greatest thing ever. I swear, I was very happy to see. I swear to God, I thought that that said that you were going to be out until. I know, I know, me too, but... me too. But like, don't rely on me. You guys know I be, I drink before I start this podcast, so this is it. All relies on you, Alfred. Alfred said he was drinking some wine, so you're just yeah. dealing with two drunks, Glenn. I'm sorry. Oh, good. That's what happens when I, when I drink white wine. I just my mind goes, and I may have had a scoop or two of ice cream tonight. Oh wow. Shit. <laughs> Lemon Happy to have you, Glenn. It's good to see you guys. And that was the thing. I was tonight. I was like, you know what? I'm fading. I'm tired, but I get to hang out with my friends. Absolutely. And we just go and start without you. We just ditched you. Like last one's rotten egg. <laughs> well, I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, I'll load up some samples. I'll kind of get ready. We're gonna have like a fun time tonight. You know, it's gonna be festive. It's gonna be good. Uh, I'm so sorry. I'm, 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 you know, I'm elated to see you here, but you came in at the right time because we were just kind of wrapping up our opinions about Bray. So, you know, you could take the floor. No, it's exciting. But then again, um, I think that great babyface promo tonight, you know, it had a real charm to it. Um, I think that the crowd obviously was very won over. There were a lot of different ways they could swerve it, you know, and I thought maybe he would put over all the people that were there and that helped him, but then talk about the people that weren't there and maybe get like evil with it at the end. Like that's where I thought it was going. Um, but to have it, this, it, the yeah, it did get evil at the end. I, I personally well, but, but felt with him, like though, his with demons him. are still haunting him. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's something still haunting him. That's what I got out of that, which I enjoyed. Me too. It's a simpler story to tell. And it's something that you could do week after week. It's something a lot of people are fantasy booking. You saw some Easter eggs tonight as to who could be involved. And I like that it seems that they're going to maybe roll it out one at a time. And him dealing with this past is something that could easily build to maybe, you know, the Fiend versus Bray Wyatt. Or at least that's what I believe. But what did you think of the demon at the end? <laughs> Didn't sound as good as that. <laughs> It just seems like a bit of an obvious uh, way to go with that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Glenn comes in and the production values just skyrocket immediately. Yeah. 
no, I, th I thought it was good, but yeah, but I th what I'm saying is, is I thought he we were going to see just Bray like staring into the camera at the end and like drop the sincerity and get like dark. I, d I don't know. And this is kind of let me let me put Bray over for a second. Firefly Funhouse had so many great characters. I don't know that I'm feeling the new black phone mask character. I don't I don't know that in my mind that that stacks up with the fiend huskis uh mercy buzzard abby the witch like i don't know that i'm digging this mask compared to the other faces of bray we've seen thus far but this is a different one this is a know. different bray i hope i don't know i i personally took his entrance at extreme rules as a symbolism to dust in the past and and now yeah. we're gonna move on to something else um i I don't know, Bray Wyatt could do no wrong in my eyes right now, so. I see it both ways. I see it as Bray Wyatt, the person saying, this is my past, it's time to right. move on, but he will, revel in what you are is the phrase that they've been using, and that's what's gonna be the opposition. That's gonna be the devil on his shoulder is the person saying, no, come on, be like the old Bray Wyatt. So there's a lot to do with that, and I like it as long as they keep it simple because this Wyatt Six idea of a stable of them walking oh. around together, we have enough stables, we don't, we, we saw Bray Wyatt crash and burn when he added one person to his act. Don't add five more. So this idea that this is going to be something he's fighting, like a comic book series, which is kind of fits the Marvel arc of what a Rob Fee would do. I'm excited for that potential. Could you imagine? I was just thinking, thinking, could you imagine if Joe Gacy had come out there tonight? Oh, it would have popped me. I'll tell you that. But for the wrong reasons. <laughs> Like if Joe Gacy no. would have come out and then literally like lit like a dumpster of trash on fire, that would have been like the most epic, terrible ending. Joe Gacy <laughs> yes. in the dyad versus the Wyatt family at Survivor Series. No. And I'm reading these <laughs> clickbait articles of who's going to be in the Wyatt family. And they're so stupid. Ugh, Do not click any article that talks about the new Wyatt family, the Wyndham Six. Do click on the latest pro wrestling bit about me talking about how stupid that would be. Pro wrestling bits on YouTube, click on that. But yeah, Glenn's right. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's the did most- Did I really watch that one? I think I did. I believe you did. I think you uh, said that your dog could take on Daikiri, which I would love to see Roman take on Daikiri. I got Roman. Oh yeah, my Roman will mess that dog well, up. Issa missed it the other night when uh, Alfred had the genius idea. And I think this you should, you should somehow will this oh, into God. existence with the series. <laughs> For uh, Apollo being uh, the Black Fiend in the Firefly Trap House. Yes. Yo, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for that. They got to do it. That'll win them the Firefly Tuesday Night Wars house. if they have the Firefly Trap House. I mean, that is like some golden era TNA impact level yeah. <laughs> character. Monty work. Brown. It'll be good. It. <laughs> they got to do it, man. <laughs> yes um i'm surprised no one else came up firefly trap house is good that yeah like yeah, yeah. that's ours yeah. alfred and his genius mind someone needs to put out maybe you're the one to do it. maybe somebody needs to put out like a concept hip-hop album of oh, the firefly like trap, the trap house. house firefly <laughs> trap house only if you produce it if you produce it with that yeah, switchboard yeah you know we can you get know. samples in there be good yeah we'll you get know? some pieces samples in there well, yeah. We're all flying over to Glens to make this album. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> gonna participate. I'm just. I'm just coming just to sit there. Let's do it. <laughs> so we can get. So we can get some. So we can get some sick studio shots of the three of us making the yeah. album. It's gonna be great. We're gonna go have a whole song called Butch. <laughs> Butch. 
<laughs> uh, no, but what I'm saying is I love the promo, but I'm just not feeling the new... Was it Captain Howdy? What's the name? Howdy. Uh, oh, come on. Captain something. Howdy's a legend. Well, not from the Exorcist. No, but it's like that. The name's like that. Something Howdy. I know. Uncle Uncle Howdy. Yeah, I'm not Uncle feeling Howdy. the new Uncle Howdy. It's too, it's too black phone, which yeah, is a solid it is. movie. But it's just, it is. Uh, it's a great movie. Yeah. I just don't like I the don't movie. think it's corny, is what I like about it. Like, it may not be my favorite mask, but I don't have really a criticism about it. My fear would be if it sucked, if it was like a. I just feel like it's another version of the theme. Maybe not as good, but the theme mask when I first saw it was badass, and I thought I this know. was kind of badass. I just didn't think it was corny, which I think yeah, is very important. Yeah, but I think important. this mask is just like an alter ego thing. I don't, th I don't see yeah, him yeah. wrestling with this match or cutting his yeah. promos. Like I feel like this mask represents something different. With, with the fiend, was like a whole alter ego that he was gonna wrestle with. It feels like this is different, and we can get more into it when we get to the main event. But like, I don't, I, I. I I don't know. We don't know anything. They haven't really given us much here of what Good. they're doing. Mm -hmm. I love it. It just tells you they're pacing it right. Yes. Yeah. But it's exciting. I mean, look, tonight, this is what everyone tuned in for tonight. It wasn't LA Night that had everybody yeah. turning it on. Was it? Okay, those cheers, that was some piped in noise. <laughs> yeah, they were. I mean, like, I heard that noise. I was in the kitchen, and I heard that noise because I got the speakers in the kitchen now, and I was like, oh, man, I was wrong. LA night's over. People know. And then I go look at the TV, and it's like stone-faced, confused crowd. They were okay, more than how, how heartbroken were we when the crowd did not chant, Legado, yo. Yeah. They they have to yo, that that broke stretch. my heart. Broke my yeah. heart. But this is a part of the problem, though. This is one of the things... With wrestling, you can have a time where a rising tide lifts all ships. You can also have a time where something is so over that everything else is like, we're, we're just waiting for the headliner, man. You know? And right. I think that was one of those tonight. It was very well, What tough. it was, was yes. NXT's audience, especially the live audience, is very specific. It's a very small group of people who follow the product. And they were out in New Orleans, and the main roster crowds don't follow NXT the way that a lot of other people do, the audiences are a fraction of what SmackDown does. So I'm at least willing to guess that three quarters of that crowd were not familiar with Legato yet, not familiar with that chant. But as it gets along, I'm sure people are going to learn to do the chant. Yeah. So yeah. What else is going on? <laughs> well, let's talk a little news, uh, some backstage news about Cody Rhodes recovery. That God Cody Rhodes is close to a return, maybe as soon as day one, maybe as soon as Royal Rumble, but it looks like they're targeting January for Ro uh, Cody Rhodes to return to WWE and possibly take that belt off of your boy, Issa. Why did everything was going well until <laughs> the last <laughs> second there? Like, what? Good for, I'm not surprised. Cody, I mean, he wrestled in that injured so of course he's ahead of recovery because there's nothing cody Rhodes can do i'm convinced he's illuminati or sold his soul to the devil or something yeah that's how he's able to talk with martin luther king and malcolm x in there like to solve racism he already sold it shout no out problem. to cody Rhodes though cody Rhodes uh follows me on Legendary. twitter and is a fan of pro wrestling bits on youtube we uh we chat about it and uh you yeah. know be like Cody Rhodes, Pro Wrestling Bits on YouTube, subscribe. Glenn, are you excited to see Cody Rhodes come back? Yeah, I think um, we got like a, a taste of what his WWE run is going to be like this time. And um, 
It's one yeah, of the biggest but that's stars when Vince was his boss. Now that's Triple true. H is going to be his boss, and he destroyed that throne. And I don't know if Triple H is like me, but I don't forget. And that is another interesting layer to this. There is rising suspicion and a little bit of panic, I will say, in the Cody Rhodes-verse of people potentially thinking that Triple H may not be as high on Cody Rhodes as Vince McMahon was. And no, you, you, you think Lisa that Triple H that. is building all these stars now because he wants to change WWE? No, he's just building main eventers. When Cody comes back, he'll be like, nobody, get to the back of the line. Look at all the people that I got over before you. And then Cody is just yeah. going to be right back to, I don't know, maybe chasing for the 24-7 title or something like that. Yeah, job, jobbing the LA Knight. I do not think yeah. that is the case. I do not think that Cody has anything to worry about. <laughs> yes, it will be more competitive in a different environment when he gets back. But I still do think that where Triple H and Vince McMahon shared the same mind and where I think Triple H is an extension of Vince McMahon is killing AEW. Not necessarily killing them, but beating them in these long-term wars. I think it now matters more to Triple H than it did to Vince because, let's face it, AEW kind of put Triple H on his ass before this whole unprecedented Vince McMahon stuff happened. And yeah. I think one of Triple H's key priorities is to really hurt AEW. I think that's why there's all this tampering and calling on AEW talent, which has done its job and creating unrest in the locker room. And one of the things in terms of beating AEW and gaining more momentum was taking a free agent from AEW and Cody Rhodes is essentially patient zero. And we're going to make him the most over guy. We're going to push him to the moon. We're going to have him beat Roman Reigns and other AEW Potential free agents, which 2024 is coming up, are going to be like, huh, maybe I should go to that company while there's still room in the main event. I mean, Tony Khan, if you if you think about it, I think Triple H was more his inspiration than the Vince McMahon was in the early days of AEW. And probably still, you know, but I mean, it'll yeah, be good to see these guys get into it. I, can I have it. no I think... comment. Any Anytime I hear beat Roman Reigns, you're, I'm done. Anytime, Issa? Yes. <laughs> I mean, there's more than one way to beat Roman Reigns. I'm just, no. <laughs> I'm talking about pinfall or submission. Butch. <laughs> you know? I don't know why you guys laughing. Butch. So what else is you going on? You guys think they're going to bury Cody Rhodes? Is that what you guys think? You think they're burying? No, Cody no, Rhodes? no. I was just, I was just being a smart ass. That's what I do. <laughs> Tuesday is going to be crazy. I'm glad I don't have to cover it. Oh, I can't wait. Issa, we're, we'll get through it, but I think it's going to be a fun night. Everybody, please join us on Tuesday for the uh, post-mortem of the Tuesday Night War. It's going to be a fun night. I might be drunk. <laughs> Deal. It looks like uh, <laughs> Naomi is uh, speaking with WWE on speaking terms, not necessarily anything signed as of this writing. A lot of things being kept under wraps, but at the very least, it looks like Naomi and WWE are on speaking terms but still radio silence, really, from the side of Sasha Banks and Naomi. Now there's even question of whether or not they're going to come back. But who knows? What do you expect? Do you expect to see Sasha Banks and or Naomi uh, by WrestleMania, Issa? I mean, I hope so. Right now, when I see what Sasha's doing, it looks like she's living her best life. So I just want Sasha to do whatever makes her happy, whether it is coming back, whether it is continuing to do what it is that she does. It's, it's, it's positive to hear that they're on speaking terms. It seems like Triple H has done a good job at amending certain relationships. So I, again, I said this before, it feels like every, anything is possible in WWE right now. So nothing will surprise me. I mean... It's one of the uh, cards Triple H has left to play that will 
get a huge reaction. I mean, if you were to rank, and oh, if we only didn't have to cover three hours of wrestling tonight, because we could rank what would be the biggest cards left that Triple H has to play. I would actually say, and this isn't just me continuing to, to put him over, but um, I would say uh, Sasha Naomi. I would say bringing Enzo back. Um, there's There's maybe like five talents that would get like a Bray Wyatt level reaction. Just, you know, like this thing, like LA Knight, the people aren't clamoring for that. You know, if he brings back, uh, you know, uh, Danity Kane, people aren't going to be like, oh my God, my prayers have been answered. You know, but Sasha Naomi are probably number one, or probably the top two. Yeah, I would agree, especially in-house. And another wild card you could say that he would have up his sleeve is a big AEW free agent. Because yeah. I do not believe that they will all stay in AEW. I don't think WWE's going to get a lot of them. Maybe they'll only land one. But between whether it's Kenny Omega, MJF, Wardlow, the Young Bucks, all these contracts coming up in 2024, I do believe WWE will get at least one of them. And, and by the so way, I think that's a card that they're going to play. Do you think Andrade going back to WWE is a big needle mover? It'll get a big pop the first night. I don't know about long term. It'll get the internet wrestling community talking, but that's right. not Andrade. It's a small bubble. Yeah, he didn't yeah, have sure a great a, run in WWE. WWE. Fans who think that like he's just been gone this whole time, and if he comes back, it's like oh, Andrade's back. And, and Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman was one of the biggest stars in WWE. Which again, it's crazy that they cut him when you look at the WrestleMania moments that he had. Mm-hmm. The push that he had, I mean, yeah, I think the uh, titles with child is such a huge moment. Everybody's still talking about it. I was in the building. They lost their minds for that. Me too. Oh, no, I wasn't in the building for that one. No, I think you were in New Orleans. No, I didn't do that one. Oh, okay. You know, Alfred, they say if you remember being in New Orleans, you weren't really in New Orleans. That's a good point. (laughs) I was working, but that's a great point. Yeah. Uh, No, but I think, if you've watched WWE in the last five years you know who braun Strowman is i cannot say the same from andrade and that's that's not andrade's fault that's wwe's fault because they didn't know what to do with him nobody um, knows what to do with him apparently okay so yeah. uh martin arango 499 code orange the group who made the fiend theme song tweeted uh die for me brother that's maybe his new theme song i have to say that's i'm not saying the quality of that song i do not think that song worked well as an entrance song Really, we were raving about it. I actually happen to like it. As a, really, as a, I mean, it's so different though. It's so like, mm-hmm. like sort of, I don't know. Like, remember those bands that came out in the wake of Creed, like in the early two thousands? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like Lincoln Park, and I think it had a kind of a Slipknot vibe to it. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, it just didn't sound uh, high energy enough. I think you just got to get used like to it. It, yeah. it did not yeah. embody the spirit of white energy, like the Salimo white energy <laughs> drink by Amazon. Amazon is making, gene- you know, Salimo is Amazon's house brand. They're making generic energy drinks now. <laughs> like a buck a can. Order my case of white energy. Different type of white energy for those songs. Yes. Uh, Michael Sachs Jr. Here at Bischoff says, AEW and WWE make trades. I would love if AEW and Me WWE too. made trades. Holy if the wrestling shit, business crazy. wasn't such a carny, politically driven business that was monopolized for so many years, that's absolutely what 
should happen. They're like soccer teams or like football teams or whatnot, where there is talent that if they don't want to be there, they'll either force their way out or go to the other company. Why not have a bridge to trade them, if nothing else, for better talent relations so that they don't have to pull all these stunts to get out of their contract so that you could just send them somewhere else for whether it's a, I mean, I don't know if they do draft picks or it's just that I wouldn't trust these carnies with trades because you don't know who's going to honor yeah. the contracts, but wrestling doesn't need trades. It'll be great. Um, what else is going on? Uh, AEW Dynamite, 983,000 down a little bit, down 5% in total viewership, 417,000 in 18 to 49. That's down 3%. And I don't know. I think they're going to do lower for their Tuesday night war number because not only are they going against NXT, it's opening night in the NBA, go Bucks, LCS playoffs kickoff. So there's going to be some challenges competitively for both shows this coming Tuesday night. This is funny. William Brewer saying that I just like to nitpicky pitch about nothing. Let me tell you, I find joy and delight in the smallest things in life. Last night, I put on the movie Bubble Boy, and I was like, this is terrible, but I'm finding things to enjoy about. Jake Gyllenhaal chose to do this movie. He was already kind of a known quantity, and he said, I want to do Bubble Boy. With Vern Troyer. Like, I find joy in everything. I'm just saying that it was a good song. It's just, you know, it's like, it's like I don't want to listen to like uh like Ben Folds Five doing a, a wrestling entrance theme. It just doesn't quite work, you know? Like, I, I just want yeah. now you tell me drowning pools bodies. You give me something with like aggression with right. energy or just a little more arena. You know, I'm just saying it's not, it's not even the song. It was just maybe the production. It sounded like a demo. I don't know. Wow. But, but again, I want to love everything. I did like it. I think it made him look like a star. Like uh, Deadpool Party, the trailer for the new House Party reboot produced by LeBron James. I watched wow. that. And I was like, this is different. But, you know, I'm going to give it a chance. It's charming me. I saw a shot of Kid and Play in the trailer. That made me happy. Maybe Full Force will be in it. They put you know? Jack Harlow in that one, too? Uh, who's Who else was in that? Oh, I can't remember, but uh, look good. And I understand some people like the song. And I'm not, I don't have an issue if you like the song. That's okay. You don't have to explain yourself. Listen, a man punched himself in the face for 900,000 viewers. <laughs> and he bled. The things we do for love. Uh, our final anyway. story is uh, Zelina Vega's love. Alistair Black, Malachi Black. Probably wants to be known as Alistair Black these days. As you've heard, there's been some drama regarding his release, his contract. It did come out, according to the Wrestling Observer newsletter, that Malachi Black was being considered to join the Wyatt Six stable or whatever they're doing with this group of Wyatt characters. Malachi Black, Alistair Black was being considered. Nobody really knows what's going on with his contract, including Malachi Black, who's contradicting Tony <laughs> Khan and vice versa. So I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. But do you think Malachi would enhance this stable, Issa? No. No, I I, I I, mean, I can see because they're both dark characters. Ooh, it's almost like putting people of the same race together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I can't I can't picture it. He was just the leader of a stable. So to go from that to like backup singer, it just seems like a downgrade for him, I guess. I don't well, know. at least they would all be in the same stable together in a faction as opposed to AEW that has like eight different dark factions working independently yeah. of each other. 
you know? Vehicles. They all need a merger, these, these guys. <laughs> and this is hilarious. Pass the But it's true, though. It's like Bobby Brown said about reuniting with New Edition. It's like Bobby said, I can sell out arenas on my own. Why do I want to do this and have to split the money six ways? Yeah. You know? Well, maybe Malachi doesn't want to split it six ways. Now he just wants to split it two ways. (laughs) Or three ways, because we got the Judgment Day. What is pro wrestling's obsession with this occult? It's not the 90s. This is not the Crow. Nev Campbell isn't working for WWE. Why are we doing all these dark gimmicks? Let's get some some more hip-hop in WWE. It worked for Daddy Ass. And they're not dark though. Like they're dark. They say, say foreboding promos. Like there's nothing particularly. I mean, it's like the shit with the Viking Raiders tonight. It's like, oh, we'll talk about Valhalla. It's like somebody went to Wikipedia. It's or it's like somebody watched like like uh I remember on ABC Saturday morning they used to have like a little 30-second thing where it's like, we're gonna teach you about Norse mythology. It was like somebody watched that and was like, okay, they're into Valhalla and they raid. Uh okay, right, right up. That's my promo. Like, here we go. For entertainment purposes only, for strictly entertainment purposes, given all these occult stables we had, I would take two QAnon stables over (laughs) any of the seven (laughs) occult stables that we already have. Just two stables of QAnon believers. They would be heel, obviously. But that would be more interesting to me than all of these gothic stables that all these middle-aged men are booking. And I want deep research. Do you think IRS really knew much about tax law? Like, if you've got a gimmick, and that's why Drew Gulak is one of the best, because I believed that he could, like, fuck it up with Microsoft Office. (laughs) You know? I would call Drew Gulak to help me, like, figure out how to do some crazy macro scripting in Excel. I believe he knows what he's talking about. He pulls it off. I'm a Mac guy, but he pulls it off. You can do Microsoft Office on the Mac, Alfred. I actually do. Yeah, you're right. Why do I know this? Sorry, it's been a long day. I've been up since seven a.m. Ah, what else? And I I, and I did my taxes today. So thank you. Wow, beginning almost the beginning. It's not even the end of the year. That is your news, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Karrion Cross was hit by a car and Drew Gulak attack, or not Drew, Drew McIntyre. <laughs> they should I switch wish. gimmicks. Could you imagine if they switch gimmicks for a week? Drew Gulak is too busy training Logan Paul here in Puerto Rico. Fun fact. And no, I'm not ahead on my taxes. I, I was on extension for my taxes from last year. Oh. You can go on extension <laughs> to October. Um... Anyhow, uh, yes, uh, I missed this opening, actually. How was this? I loved it. (laughs) I loved it. It was chaotic. It was like a car accident. It wasn't necessarily explained because Drew McIntyre came from the back and he basically murdered Karrion Cross. At minimum, attempted manslaughter charges had to be filed there. Drew McIntyre and his little dad, jeans and the wife beater he's very angry the hair was dry i appreciated this opening i thought it was chaotic and what's his name uh carrion cross looked actually dead what's his name (laughs) yeah yeah i thought it was good that's how he's doing back in wwe he's gonna remember his name (laughs) one of the directives of the show was going to promote that Tuesday night NXT show, which, you know, it's going to have main roster stars on it. There were several mentions of it tonight. And right out the gate, opening it up, it's the NXT parking lot angle that we get. So they were immediately 
on the directive to promote NXT. And I thought they did this well. I thought this is good. And they're really, really doubling down on Karrion Cross. So uh, hopefully he's able to really get over through this feud. Yeah. Well, I turned it on in time for the New Day making their way to the ring with Sammy and Solo. Uh, Sammy got a call from Roman, who wants to talk to Jay, and then Roman was joking with Sammy, and Jay was left out of it. God, I love this storyline. If I could marry a storyline in professional wrestling, (laughs) this would be the one. Uh, So what did you think of this match, Issa? Sammy Zayn versus Kofi Kingston. I thought it was a fun match. I uh, I need justice for Jey Uso. Now I feel like he's being left on his own. I feel like he's been bullied by his own bloodline. He was the original bloodline member before Sammy Solo or Jimmy. There was Jay. And I don't I don't think he's been treated fairly at this point. Yeah, that's the looming problem, I think, that this angle might have. This is perfect, and it continues to be good, and Sammy is great, but Sammy was most lovable and most over as the odd man out, as the guy who everybody could kind of live through, because that honorary ooze thing, anybody would be an honorary ooze, because most people aren't members of the NOIA family. So people were able to live vicariously through Sammy, but if he joins them, and then now we're going to isolate Jay, naturally he's going to be like a heel. He's not going to be as lovable, and I don't think the character's going to work as well as just this lovable character, which I think is the direction they need to be taken. Well, but Jay really dislikes Sammy, though. I think Sammy did try yeah. and win him over. No, um, he doesn't. Jay just has a, a, a funny way of showing <laughs> his appreciation. That's how I am. That's how I show my love to people. I ignore them. I don't text back. I ghost. I don't respond to anything. I don't talk to them for two, three weeks at a time. That's how I show people that I care about them. That does He's kind avoided. of line up with our friendship, now that I think about it. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, I care, Glenn. <laughs> she's not quick to respond. Like, I'll just be like, oh, I'm going to send her this funny thing, like this Menudo thing or this other thing. And then it's just like my message left unread for hours. And then she I get you- maybe in a laughing, crying emoji or just a heart back. <laughs> she texted you today like, great Fourth of July meme. <laughs> Exposed. I'm just saying, maybe Jay Uso is just not the lovey-dovey kind, and that's okay. That doesn't mean he's not part of the bloodline. I did think that tonight kind of did more favors for Jay. Like you, you kind of felt a little bit sympathetic towards him yeah. tonight. You yeah. can't help but feel sympathetic for anybody who's the outside looking in. That was Sammy for so long. Now it's Jay, and even though Sammy's over and all that. People are just naturally going to feel bad for Jay if he keeps getting ganged up on. He's going to seem like the baby face. Now, it's a character. Solo never looks happy. You shouldn't. Yeah, I know. He's got but a great mean face. He does, but yeah. it, it makes me think he doesn't like Sammy sometimes. But no, that's, that's what I think makes it good because he doesn't like anybody, but Sammy seems to be the solo whisperer because like, he listens to Sammy and he, he, like, he owes Sammy after he saved his life. So he, you're right. He does show angry all the time but he kind of begrudgingly accepts sammy zane because he feels he owes a debt of gratitude to him yeah well sammy won this match and this was fun uh Rey yeah, and jay was... helped yeah. yeah jay was really and he, he didn't won. even thank him later it's all bs mm-hmm. man maybe maybe if he's like me he'll thank him like three weeks from now he'll be like hey remember that match three weeks ago against Kofi? thanks for the help <laughs> um <laughs> 
So Sammy won. We saw Rey Mysterio backstage trying to quit to Triple H. You didn't like this? I, I, I liked where this eventually went. I liked what they're doing with this. Why would I like this? If this was my family, my mom would have beat my ass a long time ago. Why is he so afraid to beat up his own kid? That's not even his kid. That's a good point. And Triple H wasn't like, well, if we calculate the amount of time you were out with injury, you actually can't quit the company for another eight months. That's, that's hilarious. That's probably what he told him in the bag. He's like, we're going to freeze your contract. <laughs> Oh my God. I hope that it comes out that we see that footage. Like that's how they are able to hold on to him. And Ray was really just trying to get released because he wanted to go to AEW. Like <laughs> I want him backstage calling Tony Khan. And he's like, nah, he didn't fall for it. It didn't work. That is great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then we had uh, Roxanne Perez backstage talking to Shotzi Raquel Rodriguez, uh, setting up a six woman match with damage control. Then Braun Strowman, had a handicap match against James Maverick and Brian Thomas, of course, getting an easy win, interrupted by almost with MVP. Uh, first of all, can somebody tell me that the, the thinking of Roxanne here? Because it's like, oh, I got to find somebody to find Cora. Let me find her friend. How is yeah. that smart? It's not smart. It was it was a silly decision on her end. And then she's telling Bailey, oh, you're not losing. Story. Okay, well, Bailey's standing right next to two people who are holding titles, titles that Raquel just lost <laughs> to them. So none of this made any sense to me, but whatever. Let's move on to the match that nobody except for the Prince of Saudi Arabia wants to see. Like, who wants to see Omas and Braun Strowman? Nobody. Yeah, and in terms of the Roxanne Perez angle, I was surprised they took Raquel Rodriguez because she's like up and coming in WWE. But if we're loading up this Tuesday show, I would rather have seen Bailey be the person that she chooses. And what I would like to see is Triple H walk out just like he did with Ray and take Roxanne Perez into his office. She comes out like, okay, uh, after further consideration, Bailey, you're going to draw a little bit more viewers. So we're going to take you. I just don't understand when you're having Tuesday Night Wars and you have Ronda Rousey in your freaking brand why not pay her a couple of extra bucks and have her show up on tuesday the, the baddest that the champ that's who you have you want you want this girl beat up for real i'm telling you this girl she don't know what she's doing she's never been in a fight guarantee you she ever gets on a fight she don't even take off her earrings i'm telling you right now that's the vibes <laughs> that i get from her <laughs> it should be bailey bailey hasn't been back to nxt since her return yeah, Ellie, great to see bailey back there. yeah i agree uh, i'd love to see bailey back in nxt um, what about LA Knight versus Mansois? Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, like, watch okay, don't watch this segment, listen to this segment of LA Knight's entrance, and then watch LA Knight's entrance with the sound off, and it is like two different realities. <laughs> Yeah, I'm happy to, his... to see LA Knight back. I love hearing his NXT theme song too. I, I I pop for that. Maybe it's because we watch every Tuesday, but I thought it was fun. The match was fun, and then he cut a sure. promo. I wrote it down in my calendar. He said, mark the day, so I marked the day just in case. You never know. October 14, 2022. <laughs> the thing about this is that like he wasn't getting much of a reaction, and then he cuts this promo, and it's immediately a heel promo. He's just like, you're a bunch of incels. How do you like me? And they're just, the things didn't really react. They're just like, hey, that's not nice. Like, they didn't boo him. He didn't get heat. It was just like, hey, man, we're just kind of sitting here. Why do you get mad at us? So like, he's back to doing the rock, Stone Cold, turn up to a thousand. I don't know if this is going to get over in this era. I like the guy. The guy's very talented. He's 
I think, a very good worker. But this character that he does, we'll see. I just don't think it's going to really get over with this crowd. Those crickets we'll see. were the audience's reaction to LA Knight tonight. <laughs> yeah. um, but he beat Mansois. See, I think Maximum Male Models was actually on the precipice of becoming one of the biggest things in pro wrestling. I think they had a good debut, but after that, they kind of fumbled the bag. The water commercial yeah. was great. No, and I think they fumbled the bag because LA Knight didn't like the character and didn't want to push it. In a way, he kneecapped them. Yeah, I can see that. They should have been debuted with somebody else. Yes. And the Maxine, gimmick have potential. Yeah, Maxine's great. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So what about uh, Damage Control versus Roxanne Perez, Raquel Rodriguez, and Shotzi and uh, Damage Control getting the win? Bailey getting the win. Yes. Just making Over sure Roxanne. because she was on a losing streak. That's right. That's right. I told you she's never been in a real fight. Uh, no, this match was a lot of fun. Like, I actually really enjoyed this match. I thought all six of them looked great. Uh, I mean, Roxanne, first time on the main roster, probably you know, not what you were expecting her to, to do, but overall, I liked it. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I thought this was a good match. I very much enjoyed it, especially the stuff they did on the outside with EO jumping on the Raquel and Dakota. It's the weirdest thing because they talk about everybody's history in NXT. They talk about Raquel Rodriguez and Cora Jade and their history. They continue to refuse to acknowledge that Dakota Kai and Raquel Rodriguez, like, had this whole, like, one-year storyline in NXT and have all this. They refuse to acknowledge that. I don't know if they're saving it for a future storyline. I don't know if there's an edict, but that is really the only thing they don't acknowledge when it comes to their past in NXT. Hmm. Good point. Very strange. Very strange. Well, they did acknowledge, and it's funny that they followed this up with Elgato Del Fantasma versus Hit Row, acknowledging their history in NXT. And Legato Respect. getting that win, which is worrying me. This hit row return is not going as dominantly as I want it to. I'll tell you what's worrying me. Okay. On tonight's show and this week on WWE TV, I'm just pointing out what I've noticed. Kofi Kingston lost, you know, Bobby Lashley lost. And he dropped that U.S. title. He's going to lose to Brock Lesnar. They're going to extinguish Omos by having Braun Strowman beat him. Hit row loss. The brothers is struggling in the Triple H era. I've just noticed. I'm just seeing what I'm noticing. I just don't think that I haven't noticed. I see. I see. I see what you're saying there. But it's Hispanic Heritage Month. So, legado. <laughs> <laughs> Happy October, everybody. <laughs> we get a month too, damn it. I mean, well, I didn't I'm see all the that. Jewish wrestlers winning on Rosh Hashanah a couple weeks ago. <laughs> they didn't book over for that show? Yeah, you know? I mean, if we're going to pander, let's do it right. <laughs> I, I think Legato del Fantasma, I want them to get over enough to where people sing along with their theme song. Well, they have to win. 
Yeah, they have to keep winning and they have to keep cutting promos because I do think Zelina Vega is a very is an upgrade. As much as I liked Electra Lopez, Zelina Vega as a talker is an upgrade because she's one of the best talkers damn. in the company. Damn, absolutely, he's not wrong. I an probably upgrade. could name five better talkers in WWE than Zelina Vega. Okay. Uh, I hope Electra goes to the D'Angelo family. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd love to see it. She should. She was a That's very where she belongs. good part. That's where she belongs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Sonya Deville was backstage with Kayla Braxton and then Liv Morgan getting into it with Sonya. Yes. Did you guys okay, notice the so- Easter egg? Yes, the the Bray logo. It was also in the Triple H and Rey Mysterio segment. But um, so there was a really cool table spot. But before that, (laughs) Liv says, "Oh, you wanna you wanna talk about me?" And then she just gently like throws Sonya over the metal thing. (laughs) And I'm like, "That's that's not extreme." So I'm glad they kind of made up for that in the in the table spot. I guess Liv is going through something, huh? Maybe she could be part of the Wyatt Six. That's almost definitely what uh, is going to happen. She'll be number three. She'll be Sister Abigail. My Lord. Abby the Witch. Abby the Witch? I do, I do think it could be Alexa after the Easter egg. But that makes sense. That doesn't even be a Wyatt Six thing. They just need to put Alexa back with Ray. Does the IRS join the Wyatt Six in some capacity? Why not? You know, I would like that because the Firefly Funhouse was foreclosed on because it was like was webs. He has to go get it back, <laughs> and then they have to like have a dance off to save the house against the <laughs> bank. It'll be like breaking two electric boogaloo. You know, that's where Apollo Cruz could come in as a black feet. <laughs> oh man, we had too much fun Tuesday, Issa, without you. <laughs> You weren't here to you weren't it. here to keep us in line. Yeah. We got off the rails a little bit. Did you count on me to keep you guys in line? <laughs> there is no line on this podcast. No. Um Dylan Matthews, thank you for the super chat. Without text, I'll look out for your next chat. To read uh four-way for the Intercontinental Championship, Solo Sokoa versus Rey Mysterio versus Sheamus versus Ricochet. Number one contender for the IC title, gonna take on Gunther. And uh, even with the Bloodline's help. What what makes you think that now everybody's gonna like try to quit to Triple H so they get a shot of being number one contender? Oh, yeah, something? there you go. Well, Solo didn't should... win, but we're gonna get then, uh Ray versus Gunther, then, which should be good. And we found out that Ray Mysterio has been uh moved to SmackDown because he's scared he's scared of Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> Anyways, he's scared, he's scared of Dominic Mysterio and I, I just don't understand. Is there a trade? Who's going to be on Raw now? The, the, all the tweets from WWE just said that he has been, uh, that he's on SmackDown now, and now, you know, he's scared of Dominic, so he'd rather fight Gunther. <laughs> I, I think that, yes, he has uh, run from Dominic because he does not want to inflict harm on his child, and now he's on SmackDown. And I will say that I liked what they did. He's not with a child. Paul. He is 20 something years old. Yes, I think he's acting his size rather than his age. But 
I think that because uh, Karrion Cross was attacked early in the show, and I was kind of thinking like, okay, is this how they're going to get out of it? Is he going to win to the ring runner? But they took Karrion Cross out of the match because he was hit with the car, and they put Rey Mysterio. What I liked about the storytelling, I like how they took these two storylines and they merged them together for this match. It's a lot of continuity in one show. That this guy was taken out in a car crash. He can't be in this match. But the guy that we would put in this match is a guy who just threatened to quit. So, so these storylines all connect to this. And I like that storytelling. It's very reminiscent of the Attitude Era. And I will say, I know it's kind of ridiculous that Ray's running from his son and whatnot. I do like the storytelling of this because it reminds me of Undertaker and Kane in 98 mm. where Undertaker said, I will never touch my brother. I will never do anything. And he just got pushed to the brink to where he finally did. And I think that might come when Dominic costs Ray that IC title. Hopefully longer. Uh, Dylan's pointing out there was a hooded figure next to the Bray logo. Mm, interesting. Wonder if it's the same hooded figure from NXT that's been hanging out with Joe Gacy. Do you guys believe that uh, hooded figure was somebody from Baywatch's past? I would have to study the footage. It's probably an extra. Forgot <laughs> to move out of the way. <laughs> also, why didn't Drew McIntyre come out and beat the, uh, Rey Mysterio's ass? Hmm. Why did he take out Karrion Cross? I mean, I guess he had something uh, after Karrion Cross, but at that point, if you're the one to take out Karrion Cross, it would only make sense that you get rewarded for those brave actions to open the show. Mm -hmm. uh, but Ray versus Gunther is going to be good. Right. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. He's I think it's going to be excellent. Yeah, Gunther doesn't miss, and these two styles clashes is going to make from a great match. It's going to be a good David versus Goliath match. Where Goliath wins. Yeah, He's Goliath's going to win. Okay. He's gonna be the hell we'll see him. another murder next week on SmackDown. I want to see Ray mid six one nine and just go up there slaps the shit out of him. <laughs> oh, I'll pop for that so hard. <laughs> and then the main event. Is it a match? No, it's a promo. Wait, wait, wait. Before you get to Ray, you forgot to mention. Uh, right. The Brawling Brutes came out, and I oh, think we're right. going to get some kind of version of the Brawling Brutes and the Bloodline, and I'm here for it. Take oh, all of my money. Yeah. Yes. Well, I was just so excited to see Bray Wyatt after I've seen that recap of his return so many times this week. Enough. <laughs> the so way, the way they, they baited and swished us on Monday... Because they, they said the return, they said the return of Bray Wyatt, and then they were like, "We're gonna recap the return of Bray Wyatt." It was such a bait and switch. It was worse than the Halloween Ends trailer. Shout out to these no spoilers. <laughs> Shout out to these carnies for squeezing every drop out of this peach. They've been baiting and switching since September twenty third, where it was inferred that that was the day he was gonna show up. The most people watched the show since twenty twenty, and they're like. Psych, he's coming back at Extreme Rules. And so they've been really baiting and switching and waiting as long as they can. And they squeaked out some really good viewership. Out. I know. They're dragging this out more than JFK Jr.'s return at this point. Um, <laughs> but he's back now, the man behind the mask. And uh, we're going to maybe get some answers. So Bray Wyatt tonight, pure babyface promo. Looked like, uh, you know, fighting back the tears. Sincerely thanking everyone. Yeah, he was um, crying. It's very good. I mean, the, and this was the idea that this was the first time we've ever seen Bray being himself. Himself. That's what I love yeah. about this. Very effective. Uh, 
this promo had me all in my feels. I love seeing Bray just being himself. And, and I know a lot of people are doing a watch along and everybody in the chat is like, where is the swerve? I kept thinking, this is the swerve. When have we ever seen this version of Bray Wyatt? He's always so protected by a gimmick, by a character. We don't know who Bray is as a person. He's never been able to express any of these things on a promo or anything like that. I And, and I personally thought after seeing the reaction at Extreme Rules, the way to start mm. should be as a baby face. We'll see where we go from here. But the reactions that he's getting right now, you might as well capitalize on that. I really, really like this. It felt real. It felt genuine. And like I said earlier in the show, at the end, I personally felt like he's still being haunted by something dark and we're still teasing that. Yeah, it was an interesting swerve because he was being really sincere and really real. And then at the end, it just went to creepy all of a sudden before we went off the air. It was jarring. It was a jarring, jarring change of tone. That was jarring. I could feel it. I just got triggered. <laughs> say say who killed the world in that voice. <laughs> see. Who killed the world? You did. You did. Who broke my heart? You did. You did. Revel in what you are. Say it. Revel in what you are. <laughs> Can you read Kanye's anti-Semitic tweets in that voice? <laughs> well, I shan't be doing that. <laughs> Who killed the world? I, I love this. I'm very excited for the prospects of this, as long as we're able to understand it. Coming out of this week one of Bray Wyatt, we could all, I think, articulate and understand what was going on. And as long as it stays that way, that's just what I'm worried about. It's funny because with Bray Wyatt, it's like fool me once, fool me twice. He's already fooled me twice, so shame on me. But we've reset the counter because we're under a new administration. And I really do think that's going to help this gimmick. Yeah. Agreed. The crickets, the, the the insects. It's my cricket. Yes. I know it's just it's <laughs> it's so it's yeah because it is. It's just like <laughs> it's like I'm hanging out with my wife and I make a joke and then just yeah that's the sound I hear after. <laughs> Do you They're think crickets cricket, realize their contribution to society that it's like the universal sign for if somebody's not interested and you think that's why that they make those noises that they show up just to do that or do you think they're, they're, they're actually they're communicating? Na they're nature's trolls. Yeah. They're the hecklers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so that's it for tonight. Everybody have a great night. <laughs> all I was thinking, all I was thinking during this is like, oh, I feel so bad for whoever has to open the pre-taped rampage after this. Um, because how do you follow this? How? Yeah, with the butcher and the blade. <laughs> and the bunny. Don't forget the bunny. I mean, it was against uh, Claudio and Moxie. Yeah. Which yeah, was good. Yeah. Started. Everybody go <laughs> quiet and just let the crickets, <laughs> just let the crickets yeah. speak. Like, okay, here's my thought. <laughs> Claudio and Moxley are definitely stars, but I could kind of take a page from WWE's playbook and stop having Moxley wrestle on TV so much. Every week. He's always been a workhorse, though. That's just who he is. I know, just... I know, but it, it's not going to be special anymore. Yeah, because there was one year in WWE where he wrestled more matches than anybody by a very wide margin. Oh, he just always days. been that workhorse. Guy. He was yeah. doing two days for a while, where he would open one event and then like get flown to another market to be the main event in house shows, which is crazy. 
Uh, Sheet Black, Buck 99. Come on, Glenn. Oh JFK, God, wow. <laughs> Too uh, soon, Glenn. Uh, oh, Sega Genesis. Wow. $20 Super Chat. Hell yeah. Tony Storm became interim champion September 4th and the six dynamites and two live Ram two live rampage. That's going to be the name of my two live crew cover band Two, uh, we're going to play metal versions of two live crew songs here for it. Yeah. Two live rampage and the two live rampages since then, she said zero live mic time, literally been half a dozen women who've had more live time. Mike, uh, in one night since all out, it is kind of interesting. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's just on AEW Dark, which I'm not one of these people who think that anybody on AEW Dark, like they have to book people on that show and they really should work to have good matches. It wouldn't hurt to have a big star there, but it's very emblematic of how they booked Tony Storm since she won the title and kind of a paper champion. So I agree with what Sega Genesis said. I mean, they're booking her the same way they booked Thunder Rosa before her. There's nothing, yeah. nothing has changed here. Nothing has changed. It's just interim, but they're booking her exactly what they did to Thunder Rosa. Outside of Jade and Britt Baker, they've just really lost their way in booking women. No, I agree. Uh, Speaking of Sega Genesis, new episode of Game Boys to Men came out this week on Jeff Gerstmann's Patreon feed, where we talk about our 1992 trip to CES in Chicago. And it was like a bad news bears and breaking training situation where we got a slightly older friend to come with us get us a hotel and buy us alcohol and the shenanigans that ensued with two 16 year olds on the town in Chicago playing video games in 1992. I hope you didn't incriminate that poor guy. Uh, there, there were no last names used. Okay. Good. Some other people we referred to by code names were, but we're, we're, we're getting some, somebody described this podcast that Jeff and I are doing as two parts, video game coming of age tale, one part, true crime story. <laughs> <laughs> that's great it is something uh she'd black buck 99 isa is tickled is this batman that a riddler reference or <laughs> um Glenn, look at dylan's uh chat that says <laughs> <laughs> please eat my dog yeet <laughs> <laughs> now, now is it yeet my, like is it yeet comma my dog or oh, is it like true. yeet my dog like you can yeet my dog oh no <laughs> that, that's how it was written and that's how it was read is that you somebody yeah a dog. no 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 there has to be a coma <laughs> yeah we're not trying to yeet roman <laughs> he won't let you try i dare you <laughs> <laughs> he'll yeet me <laughs> Uh, this tag match was good to open the show. Yeah, I just feel like... And where were the acclaimed? The first they, time they I feel like... They were dynamite. dynamite. Yeah. I know, but I feel like acclaimed is on Rampage every week. Yeah, but they've moved up in the world. They really are the hottest thing AEW has right now. I Based know. on crowd reactions, especially this week, you could argue that the two, two tag teams are the hottest acts in AEW. FTR and the acclaimed. And not in that order, but the acclaimed and FTR are getting these superstar reactions, and I do think that you should establish to where the acclaimed is only on Wednesdays because the daddy ass thing and the scissor me is great and it's over, but it can burn out and it will no, eventually like everything in wrestling. And you want to stretch that out. Well, let's, Glenn, uh, yeah. Yeah. Please. Say scissor me daddy ass in the voice. Yes. <laughs> scissor me daddy ass. <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. This was 
Deadpool party in 1992 up all night playing Bucky O'Hare and George Foreman's KO. George Foreman was at that CES. I believe I got his autograph. Wow. Um, so we tell the story. This, this is the free clip that is on Jeff Gersman's uh, Patreon, the link. So I, when I travel, I get like crazy energy sometimes and I can't fall asleep. And um, we're up like really late and Jeff's like, let's go to bed. You know, uh, we got an early day tomorrow. And finally, when I shut up at 3 a.m., he's trying to go to sleep and he hears me muttering like under my breath. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, dude, I'm praying. <laughs> and I can't. And he like was about to beat me up. And looking back, I can't remember if I was being serious or if I was trolling him, because if I was trolling him with that, I am much more hilarious than I give myself credit for. <laughs> That, but that was a trip though. when I learned that Jeff Gersman is a funny dude, but when Jeff Gersman is pissed off, he is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> Same thing with my wife. I like sometimes I do things that I know are going to irk her because it really makes me laugh. She's really on top of her game when she's a little angry at me. <laughs> that's how that's how an episode of Snaps starts. <laughs> <laughs> Snaps. <laughs> uh, uh, Sega Genesis, wow, just throwing the money like we're in the club, making it rain, $20. Been so frustrated with how TK books a women's division that I've kept count. Tony Storm's had three pre-tapes since All Out, all Damn. shared with a partner or opponent. Approximately 50 seconds of just her talking combined. So my question is, is the AEW yeah. Women's Championship cursed? I like that next-gen stats. I like those next-gen stats of, of my time. I was very near and dear to my heart. And I don't know if it's cursed. I just think it's abandoned. And I do think they're on their way to building it back up. And they're trademarking. How? I think it was all elite women. It's just kind of in the water that they're at least looking to do it. But you haven't seen it on TV. Jamie Hayter is coming up. I do think that, okay, so between Jamie Hayter winning the AEW women's title and finding the right person to beat Jade Cargill, you could build some momentum and make some new stars. Those should be two different people. I think Jamie Hayter winning the AEW Women's World title will make a star. And whoever beats Britt Baker, if they can find somebody who's ready, you can make a new star doing that. And you can build the division around four horse women type who can actually expand the division. But I just haven't seen that yet. And it just, looking at how they book these women does not look like they care to do that. Yeah, it's uh, pretty nuts. Okay, we got to uh, move on because I'm almost out of white energy. My white energy is fading. Uh, Don't drink too much of that white energy. Yeah, not too much white energy. You'll be in Washington on January 6th. I'm just kidding. You really taste the privilege. Um, So, and and with an aftertaste, with an aftertaste of fragility. Taste the privilege should be its Oh my God. Um, no, you, need to, you must question. be stopped. You must be stopped. <laughs> Everybody trying to hold down my white energy. <laughs> oh, this is gonna get flagged for like all the wrong. Like, there's gonna be an AI bot that's just like, is Alex Jones on the podcast? What's going on here? Wrestling Inc. has been deplatformed. It's a drink, people. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Jeff Bezos bringing this. They have other colors as well. Um, Sheed Black, $9.99, just got done drinking Don Julio and Asio. And this podcast is over. I'll smoke a cigar, drink some bourbon, and listen to y'all state the news. Mr. Oh, yeah. There you go. Go That's back the to the beginning. To listen to the news. Yeah. Cheers. Yes. Cheers. Cheers, Sheed. 
Too much white energy in Kanye. We'll tweet ah! Yeah, you will. Uh, These white energy super chats are fire. <laughs> Sheet Black 499, Alfred. It was a Riddler reference, but I'm a Batman fan of the movie. Sucked. It was too long. Oh, Speaking come on. the truth. I- it was I agree long. it was too long, but I do think the first hour and a half of Batman was the maybe some of the best hour and a half of Batman I've ever seen in terms of movies. But then it did go too long. I'll say that, but I didn't think it was a bad movie. It went really long. Yeah, it was very long. <sighs> Looking forward to Black Adam? Yeah, I think it'll be good. It's, it's uh, gotten some good... Re- it's like doing very well especially considering how the box office has kind of died off the rock is doing like pre-pandemic numbers because he's the rock and i think it's going to be good yeah we'll see have they, uh, what do the reviews say i didn't really see the reviews yet i'm sure they're tearing it apart but i think it'll be good yeah i've not read any reviews yet um okay so oh renee so great to see renee it's the best interviewing swerve in our glory backstage um then we got the Dark Order. Is it going to be crazy if they're the last Dark Faction standing? The first Dark Faction, the last Dark Faction, just the Dark Order. They got a member back, be. no? One yeah, of Stu them Grayson, came back or something? They treated it like, oh my God, Stu Grayson's back. It's like, what, did he ever leave? <laughs> Who in the hell has been like, where's Stu Grayson? <laughs> Didn't he get knocked out so that Hangman could be part of their trio or something? That's right. They did do that. They took him out. I'm so proud uh, of me for remembering that. I have not seen Halloween end yet, Deadpool Party. I did watch Clerks 3 last night, though. Like, right when it dropped on Deadpool. I watched watch Halloween ends. Yeah, I've got you didn't so like many. You didn't like how it ended. I'm not, not going to give you any spoilers. I'm just going to say what the trailer gave you is not what the movie's about. Mmm. That's it. Interesting. You might it might work for you, it might not. It's a it's a baited switch. Oh, interesting. So, okay, wait. Jericho Appreciation Society. And I was like, okay, Jericho, this is good. We've seen this before. He cuts these promos. Jericho's great. Yada yada yada. But then Dalton Castle's music hit. I fucking love Dalton Castle. And I, I like seeing him get more. a mini push in AEW. You have no so idea who Dalton Castle is. More belts on AEW. Wait, you've never seen Dalton Castle before? Wait, you've never seen Dalton Castle before? I don't remember him. I've seen him once in a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. How do you not remember Dalton Castle? And the boys? I will say, I saw Dalton Castle and the boys five years ago. I believe this was pre his back injury that really kind of took him out and made him a shell of himself. And I thought he was one of the biggest. This was a card with... Cody and Kenny, and this was at the height of the Bullet Club when they were doing that big blow up. And I thought Dalton Castle showed very well and was every bit on their level as a star to that crowd. And since then, he's had some injuries and has completely not been as good. But tonight, I liked his promo and I liked his fire, and the Canadian crowd really took to him. So I think, at least for tonight, he came off as a star. But it's going to be do nothing to move the needle if, on his end. If AEW, of not, because all three hundred thousand people that are watching that might not be as familiar as you guys are have yeah. no clue who these people are, and they did no job at introducing them. But all of a sudden, we get new people showing up, and they have more belts. There was yeah. twenty-two belts total <sighs> shown Oof. on AEW Dynamite. There, Sega, I'm keeping track too. Twenty-two belts totals shown, which is and crazy because there's like twenty-five freaking... people on the roster. Yeah. No, there's twenty. <laughs> 
you have FTR. They're holding like 10 on their own. So yeah. It's there are way too many belts in AEW. And I might have to do an yeah. updated belt video because the last please, time I did one a couple please. of months ago, it was like 16. And now we're at past 20. They got so many belts, Indeed. the belts are battling. You yes. know? Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> literally belts at this point. They're just well, holding pants up. With Dalton Castle, to your point, Alfred, if AEW had started three years earlier or Dalton Castle had started three years later, I think he would be Orange Cassidy level over... And one he of would the definitely have a slot if they would have gotten peak Dalton Castle, he would have been on the short list of people who being because people forget, but he was a very big star at one point in terms of the indie scene. And this was back when it was smaller and AEW hadn't come along, but it was starting to kind of rise. And uh, Dalton Castle unfortunately had injuries. And now, to Issa's point, I don't like that they brought this is what they did the whole Forbidden Door, and it led to them completely nosediving on television in terms of ratings. They did like 761,000 for one of those shows because AEW just kept rolling out all these people, like, oh my God, it's Steve Richardson. It's like, who the hell are these people? You didn't tell me who these people are. I don't care. And why did Anna Jay introduce Daniel Garcia when he was just right next to her? She introduced him like somebody that was coming out, he was like yeah. right there. Okay. I will say my favorite part of the segment was Daddy Magic going, do you want to know what makes Daddy Magic's nipple hard? Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. Why does everybody call themselves Daddy on AEW? What's the Daddy issues? And also, for the record, 99% of this roster is not Daddy material, so they need to cut it off. <laughs> Everybody's Daddy. Everybody. Okay, we got Daddy ass, Daddy Magic. Who else is Daddy? Daddy no, Mac, the NJF Mac called Daddy. himself Daddy. The other yes, day, does, and then like, everybody's calling themselves daddy. I don't understand what's going on. Trick daddy. Yeah. That's why Luther Campbell was smart to be Uncle Ray Luke. Is out here scared of being a daddy, and you have all of these loose daddies all over AEW television. The loose daddies. <laughs> that sounds like a swing and jazz ensemble. You know, now that they fired Byron Saxon off of commentary, they should have him go to AEW. So there's another daddy. You know, Her, daddy. Herschel Walker and the loose daddies playing this weekend. <laughs> Uh, Rashid Blackbuck 99, everyone is tickled tonight. Yeah. Why wouldn't Mood. we? Be? Yes. <laughs> She'd also saying, uh, the only thing good about Batman was the car scene. Wow. I disagree. I think it perfectly built to it. And I think that should have been the final scene. I think they could have split this into two movies. And if that was the final scene of the first part, I would have been like, let's go. I can't wait for the second half. Wow. Uh, oh, she's like saying about Castle with Fandango at first. <laughs> um, Dalton Castle would they had, been... a, they had a great promo back and forth, though. They really did. Yeah. good. I like he, I, said, mean, I literally because that's what happened. He did break his back and it took him yeah. years to rehab from. And he said, I literally broke my back for this company. It was a good promo. It's just that nobody thinks he's gonna win and he's not. Yeah, it'll be a good match, though. Yeah, I heard his matches have been good as of late. He's I heard it improved. Yeah, he's got it he back. Seems like he's a, pretty much back now which is good it took a while where where is he wrestling now since ring of honor don't have a tv deal that's the thing and where did they win did, did they win those titles on the pay-per-view because now i don't even remember yeah that dishonor to remember jericho's okay. of something i don't know the name <laughs> you know what i'm talking about so mac daddy also perhaps the best for mix lot out um let's alfred is frozen <laughs> it's, it's, he's so happy i know he just looks so good to be happy to be here nice <laughs> so much positivity and sunshine <laughs> that's what they call him mr sunshine yeah i mean he gets it from his daddy um 
Byron Saxton. <laughs> I've you watched know. that clip so many times. I showed it to my wife. I think my wife thinks that's the funniest thing I've done, perhaps this decade. Oh my god, it was the best thing ever. That was pretty good. <laughs> uh, you know, oh. Alfred's smiling because oh, he's he's gone. He's gone. Because we're about to talk about Anna J A S with Matt Menard and Angelo Parker versus Nyla Rose with Marina Shafir and Vicky Guerrero. Nyla still has that TBS championship. Won this match after yes. uh, Jade Cargill and the baddies went to the ring to attack her security guards, stopped them while they snuck away. Are you riveted in this drama of the stolen belt? No. Yes. Maybe I love Vicky's sign. <laughs> I love Vicky's sign one and all for Nyla. I kind of pop for that, not gonna lie. But I feel like I don't understand how you can make someone look so badass and so dumb in the same segment. And they did that for Jay tonight. She comes out, she starts beating security, she looks so badass, and then they just run right around her and keep going. So I had I have a few issues because it's like, okay, she looked bad like beating up these people, but then you were there to get your belt back and they literally ran right by you. Mm. I don't know that it did her any favors. The fact that yep. she hasn't been able to get her belt back. This is bit bad Jade, you know? Um, but I did like her beating people up. I'll take that kind of, I take that version of Jade anytime. Okay. Uh, Sean Wiley, ten, all with the super chats tonight. You guys are so kind. Thank you. It's the white uh, energy. <laughs> it's the white energy. <laughs> um, Alfred couldn't handle it anymore. Alfred could not handle the white energy. <laughs> when I saw this was a thing, I was like, well, I have to order this because this is going to just be the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, yeah. Better than Airheads and their flavor, the white mystery, which gave me decades <laughs> of entertainment. White mystery. White mystery. That was gonna be. That's gonna be my hip hop name. Oh, I just name. received a text message from yes. Alfred Saxton, which is his actual name on my phone. Okay. Yes. My connection got <laughs> shut off and resetting now. I'll see you on Tuesday. Did he just call us the C word? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, thank you, Alfred. Oh <laughs> man. Um, Let's okay. read this super chat with your white energy, please. <laughs> Sean Wiley, $10. Do you guys think any Ring of Honor original Adam Cole or Samoa Joe will be the only Ring of Honor guys that might Jericho, that might beat Jericho, maybe even Lethal and Rose? Seals Cargill's TNT belt angle is totally hilarious. I mean, Adam Cole, I don't think is wrestling anytime soon. Yeah, there was some a couple of news report that this concussion that he's suffering from is a little more serious than what they thought. Yeah. So just let, given the time that he needs to recover, and we obviously wish him a speedy recovery. I do think that whoever beats Jericho for this, I mean, they had to put this belt on Jericho to elevate it, right? Jericho yeah. is a big mainstream name. So whoever it is. Oh, now Issa's frozen. We'll see. I can see Everybody's Samoa. Would, you. It's the white energy. It's the white the white energy. Put, you know, the white energy puts put some people off, and I understand it. Uh so uh I I think Samojo versus Jericho will be awesome. I don't know who will win, but that could be a really, really great match. What Samojo got his own belt to defend. That's so. true. Maybe they'll unify them because Ring of Honor doesn't have a TV deal. So why do you need a TV God. champion? <laughs> 
Uh, Ethan Page versus Isaiah Cassidy with Ethan Page getting a pretty easy win. Yeah, literally in like 30 seconds. It was a squash. Yeah. Then the main event, Sean Spears and FTR versus the Embassy and they're in Toronto tonight. There were sharpshooters all around at the end of this match. What did you yeah, think of this the, match? What do you think of Sean Spears bringing back the 10 gimmick? Uh, I They probably had the lawyers look at it and they're like, you can't trademark a number. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, I, I, I like this match. I thought it was a lot of fun. Of course, the end got convoluted. We haven't gotten to the end, but the match itself was a lot of fun. FTR is very over everything that they did. The crowd just loves. It's, it was, it was, I was excited to see somebody come out and call them out for one of these titles because they seem to just be wrestling to wrestle while holding all of these belts. They need to start defending some of them. So that was exciting. But the match itself, it was fun. It was a fun match. Um, I think that Sean Spears had an interesting start and stop in AEW early on. It seemed like he was getting quite a push. Then he wasn't. And uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I like seeing him elevated. I think he's incredibly talented. Yeah, but it makes no sense that he's buddy-buddy with Wardlow now after everything he put Wardlow through when Wardlow was feuding with MJF. Yes. On my photo. At access. Ah, ten. ten. Yes. Uh, we went and saw him wrestle like one of his first indie dates, right when AEW was starting up. It was a very fun show. Bought a t-shirt. Uh-huh. Um, that was cool. But yeah, it's it's so FTR and Sean Spears getting the win was good. Uh, this was a good match. But then the big surprise at the end was the kingdom with uh, Mike Bennett and Maria Canellas and Matt Taven heading to the ring. Now I did not have this spoiled for me. And you know, what's funny. I would have guessed Maria Canellas would be someone triple H would have wanted to bring back to WWE. So good on TK, I guess. Ooh, okay. I, I wouldn't not, I wouldn't not guess that. I mean, their theme music was so good in WWE. <laughs> I love okay. that theme. Song. I mean, yeah, I, I love mean. that. If that was Bray Wyatt's new theme, you would hear me going, that's the most brilliant theme ever for Bray Wyatt. I'm going to redub Bray Wyatt's entrance to the ring tonight. Okay, I'm not going to do it. Somebody else out there, I want you to redub and tweet at me Bray Wyatt coming to the ring tonight to Mike and Maria Kanellis' theme song from WWE. No. Be epic. I, I, I figured they were going to get picked up because I saw the reports that they were free agents. I mean, they wasted no time. Uh, getting a new contract and like i said i was excited to just see them come out and call out fdr for the ring of honor championships they they need to defend these belts and, and stop wrestling just to wrestle she's black saying isa no daddies on aew lol the point one person that you can call daddy is obviously daddy ass and warlo warlo's definitely daddy if you know what i mean like tiffany stratton's type of daddy or like daddy hmm Speaking of uh, fathers, though, I might have uh, some exclusive news. Are you having a baby? No, I might be revealing a mystery in the world of professional wrestling that I have some inside intelligence on. Oh, when? I don't know yet. I just remembered that I have this information. And (laughs) I'm like, I should probably do something with that because nobody ever gives me scoops. But... uh, I asked a question and I got an answer and yeah, maybe, maybe I'll do a little thing. Can't wait. Yeah. I'll tell you off the air what it is. 
Um, or text it to me and then I'll see it after it's already broken. <laughs> true. So a month from now, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Like, <laughs> I'll send you a text of me holding a newspaper with today's date to prove that it was sent then. Uh, you know, yeah, I don't know that this was the bombshell ending Tony Khan thought this was going to be with the kingdom coming out right. at the end. And then we have Wardjo. Yeah. I, I, I hate how much momentum Warlow has lost. Oh, yes, with Samoa Joe and Warlow coming out, heading down to even the odds. Yeah. Every main event country. of AEW just finishes the same way, you know? Look, when this was live, I, I, just, I just want people to pay note of this. When we get a live AEW, we tend to be pretty entertained, pretty hyped, pretty good. They're not putting effort into Rampage, live or not. No. no. I don't get it, man. They, I mean, you, you do get bigger names that you wouldn't like an AEW Dark, for example, you know, but it just doesn't feel like must-watch television. And I've said it a million times. If I if we didn't cover it, AEW Rampage is the perfect show to put in the background Saturday morning while you're having your coffee and getting ready for your day. I kind of would rather watch NXT level up some weeks. Oh, you know, um, Ivy Nile wrestled on NXT level up tonight. Oh, see? Look at that. Yes. You know, here's why I would rather watch NXT level up. No one ever spoils NXT level up, so. <laughs> You're right. It might as well be live. I, you know? I do pretty good avoiding the Rampage. Um, I always see some The Rampage spoilers. But I, did I, see, I, I did see people snarkily trolling, saying, I can't believe AEW is going in this direction based on the end, like people were dissing the reveal at the end of this episode pretty hard. Online. Hmm. I see. So I didn't even see any of that. Maybe I have I too many people muted at this point. It's true. Lately, I'm I just miss like, everything. Yeah. Lately, I'm just like, whatever. Like if you were shitty, like I'm just blocking you. I don't care. <laughs> um, overall, a decent night of wrestling. A decent yeah. night of high points, of low points, of light and darkness. Ooh. <laughs> I did enjoy SmackDown. I just wish because I feel like we all tuned in for Bray and they save him for the end. A lot of it just felt like get through it so we can get to Bray, you know? Yes. Uh, she'd blacked out on 99. When is the next AEW pay-per-view? The pinnacle is back. Question mark. Full gear. Full, Full gear, gear in November. Mm-hmm. Yes. The Pinnacle is back without MJF and their faces now, apparently. Yeah. <sighs> so what else you got going on this weekend? Uh, I have to cover an event here in Puerto Rico for Lucha Libre Online, uh, WWC. So I'm going to be doing some interviews with them. And then I'm going to see my parents on Sunday. How exciting. It's very exciting. Well, Issa's online in NYC Demon Diva. That's Diva with a one. Alfred Connor was at This Is Nasty. No, I'm no, no. What are you doing this weekend? Oh, I'm actually going back to the Bay Area. I'm going to go see uh, my family. Oh, yeah. That's right. We thought you were already gone. Yeah. Going to go do that. Uh, it's going to be nice. Well, have a, are you guys driving? Uh, it's just going to be me. I'm driving. So, yeah. I don't oh, you're driving. Either. Okay. Well, have a yeah, I went and drive, rented please. my car today. It's good. Uh, you know, and b before I go, uh, I want to leave everybody with this thought. 
Sometimes the world looks perfect, nothing to rearrange. Sometimes you get the feeling like you need some kind of change. No matter what the odds are this time, nothing's gonna stand in my way. This flame in my heart, like a long lost friend, gives every dark street a light at the end. See you next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.